You are listening to Your Word on the Way. We trust the Word of God to encourage you, comfort you, and even challenge you as you grow in your walk with the Lord. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and podcast. Thanks again for joining us for Your Word on the Way. Good day, everybody. Happy eighth day of reading Luke. So we are in Luke chapter eight because I'm just logging in to Instagram to make sure that our sound works. Uh, let's see here. Here we are. There you go. Okay. So yes, we have a Christmas tree. There you go. You're sitting next to it. All right, everybody, thank you for sharing this. We're going to get straight into Luke chapter 8. Would you like help, or did you find it? Uh, I'm about to find it. All right. You have to, no, that's not appropriate. Um, Sit down. Sit down. Um, Benjamin, you have to pay attention, please. That was not appropriate. Okay. All right, now we're going to get started. Everybody ready? Benjamin, look at me. Look at Mom. You're not acting up. Do you understand me? Okay. Luke chapter 8. Soon afterward, Jesus began a tour of the nearby towns and villages, preaching and announcing the good news about the kingdom of God. He took his 12 disciples with him, along with some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Benjamin, you're going to have to go to your room. We're going to have to do this again. Among them were Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's business manager, and Susanna, and many others who were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. One day, Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. A farmer went out to plant his seed. As he scattered it across his field, go to your room, please. I'll call you when it's time to come back. Verse 5. A farmer went out to plant a seed as he scattered it across the field. Some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on, and the birds ate it. Other seed fell among the rocks. It began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. Still other seed fell on fertile soil. This seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. When he said this, he called out, Anyone with ears should hear, should listen and understand. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He replied, You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God, but I use parables to teach the others so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. When they look, they won't really see. When they hear, they won't understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message, only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while, then they fall away when they face temptation. 
The seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. And so they never grow into maturity. And the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. No one lights a lamp and then covers it with a bowl or hides it under a bed. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. For all that, sorry, for all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open, and everything that is concealed will be brought into the light and made known to all. So pay attention how you hear. To how you so pay attention to how you hear. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. Then Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him, but they couldn't get to him because of the crowd. Someone told Jesus, your mother and brothers are standing outside and they want to see you. Jesus replied, my mother and brothers are all those who hear God's word and obey it. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. As they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap, but soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him up shouting, master, master, we are going to drown. Then Jesus woke up. He rebuked the wind and raging waves. Suddenly the storm stopped and all was calm. Then he asked them, where is your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. When he gives a command, even the wind and the waves obey him. So they arrived in the region of the Gerasenes across the lake from Galilee. As Jesus was climbing out of the boat, a man who was possessed by demons came out to meet him. For a long time, he had been homeless and naked, living in the tombs outside of the town. As soon as he saw Jesus, he shrieked and fell down in front of him. Then he screamed, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus? Son of the Most High God, please, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already commanded the evil spirit to come out of him. This spirit had often taken control of the man. Even when he was placed under guard and put in chains and shackles, he simply broke them and rushed out into the wilderness completely under the demon's power. Jesus demanded, What is your name? Legion, he replied, for he was filled with many demons. The demons kept begging Jesus not to send them into the bottomless pit. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby, and the demons begged him to let them enter into the pigs. So Jesus gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the entire herd plunged down the deep, sorry, the steep hillside into the lake and drowned. When the herdsmen saw it, they fled to a nearby town and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been freed from the demons. He was sitting at Jesus' feet, fully clothed and perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what had happened, to, uh, happened told the others how the demon-possessed man had been healed. And all the people in the region of the Gerasenes 
begged Jesus to go away. I, I don't know how any of these towns are said. I just make it up. Um, begged Jesus to go away and leave them alone for a great wave of, of fear swept over them. So Jesus returned to the boat and left, crossing back to the other side of the lake. The man who had been freed from the demons begged to go with him, but Jesus sent him home, saying, No, go back to your family and tell them everything God has done for you. So he went all through the town, proclaiming the great things Jesus had done for him. On the other side of the lake, the crowds welcomed Jesus because they had been waiting for him. Then a man named Jairus, a leader of the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come home with him. His only daughter, who was about 12 years old, was dying. As Jesus went with him, he was surrounded by crowds. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, and she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. Everyone denied it. And Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus said, verse 46, Someone deliberately touched me, for I felt healing power go out from me. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking to her, a messenger arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. He told him, Your daughter is dead. There is no use troubling the teacher now. But when Jesus heard what had happened, he said to Jairus, Don't be afraid. Just have faith. She will be healed. When they arrived at the house, Jesus wouldn't let anyone go in with them except Peter, James, John, and the little girl's father and mother. The house was filled with people weeping and wailing, but he said, Stop the weeping. She isn't dead. She's only asleep. But the crowd all laughed at him because they all knew she had died. Then Jesus took her by the hand and said in a loud voice, My child, get up. And at that moment, her life returned, and she immediately stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were overwhelmed, but Jesus insisted that they not tell anyone what had happened. So that's the end of Luke chapter 8. Um, I have a couple things that stick out to me, but how about you, Sam? Do you have anything that stuck out to you? Yeah. Um, how did the demons go into the pigs? Jesus cast the demon spirits out of the man and allowed them to go into the pigs. So anyways, <clears throat> they died anyways. The pigs did, yeah. So with, with the spirits? Well, the spirits did not die because spirits are eternal. So spirits last forever. They'll be destroyed in the lake, the burning lake of fire. And the Bible says that there's an everlasting torment. You could come out. There's an everlasting torment. So we are eternal beings, so our spirits last forever. There's an everlasting torment because they basically failed their job. Yeah, they, um, the demons did bad things. They, well, at least Satan chose, chose not to, not to live for God and honor God. 
tried to ascend above him, and he was cast down to the earth. Yeah, because and a third of the angels were swept down with him. And so we don't know for sure, but we're assuming that a third of the angels chose to go with Lucifer. All right, now you sit. Uh uh-uh, uh, now you sit. Lucifer was the angel, the devil. Give me your knives. Okay, next. I'm going to give a couple things that stood out to me. You didn't hear it, so you're going to have to listen to it now. Um, so a couple things that stick out to me. Number one is that there were women who followed Jesus. Jesus did not send them away, but they seem to have traveled along with him. And it says that many were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. So I think it's really cool how... Um, these these women were supporting financially Jesus and his disciples. So we have a biblical um, framework for supporting traveling ministries right here. It happened in Jesus's uh, life. Next. No, Bubba. Um, next, I love the uh, parable of the sower. I like how the Bible teaches us how uh, some understand and some don't understand. And it depends how you listen. And Jesus ends up revealing to the disciples what the parable meant. And they ask him, what does it mean? And he reveals it to them. And he says, it depends how you listen. Uh, So pay attention to how you hear, is what the Bible says. Those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. Um, And we see that uh, even in our own lives, we could see that. Stop, please. Stop tickling. Stop tickling, please. Um, And also in this parable, we see... Stop, please. Also in this parable, we see the several different things that happen that cause people to walk away or turn away from the Lord or not receive the gift of God. Um, And so you can see that in the the parable of the sowers, or the parable of the sower. I think it's uh, really, really interesting. Next, the next verse that stands out to me, is Jesus says, we're going to go to the other side. Let's go to the other side. So the disciples should not have been afraid, but Jesus sits down to take a nap, and they say, don't you care? Uh, We're going to drown. Master, master, we're going to drown. Um, And Jesus just easily rebukes the wind and the waves. So Jesus has the authority to rebuke inanimate objects, different weather, all that stuff. And he gave us that authority too, which is incredible. And then again, we see that Jesus interferes with demonic power. So the demon screams and shrieks, why are you interfering with me? This is verse 28. Why are you interfering with me? For uh, Jesus had already commanded the spirit to come out of him. This spirit often took control of the man. He was put in chains and shackles, but he simply broke them and rushed out into the wilderness under the demon's power. So this wasn't some like, you know, I I would say easy demon. This was legions of demons in this person. And Jesus simply cast it out with a word. And there was no screaming match back and forth. Uh, He simply was able to take care of it. And then the pigs die. Uh, I don't know what to tell you about that, but, uh, that's a much longer in-depth study. I've heard some really interesting things about that, but we don't have time to go into that tonight. Um, then we see the story of the woman with the issue of blood, which virtue comes out of Jesus 
and makes her well because of her faith. I want to focus on Jairus's daughter and how Jesus commanded everybody to leave the house except for the father, mother, and his a couple of his disciples. For you to receive your miracle, you have to put the doubters out. We've talked about this. I've, I've preached about this. But Jesus makes it very clear. We can see through the word here that the crowd is laughing at him when he says that she's not going to die. Benjamin, move, please. Um, that she's only asleep, but she actually has already died. And the people who are supposed to be mourning are laughing. And they should not be laughing, but uh, because they were... Benjamin, please don't touch it. They were likely hired mourners, meaning they were hired to cry. And Jesus sends them out, and she... And he uh, speaks to the girl, tells her to live, and she comes back to life. All right, so our, let's see, our highlight verse. Let me see. What should we do as our highlight verse? I love, let me think. I love the one that says that this man was sitting clothed and in his right mind because that man was really demon-possessed and troubled, but God really fixed him and helped him. Benjamin, move that now. No. Yeah, but please stop. All right, I'm going to put the highlight verse in the comments. I'm not sure which one we're going to go with. We're either going to go with 46, someone deliberately touched me before I felt healing power go out from me, or we'll go with another one that I'm going to post. All right. Thank you for joining us for Luke chapter 8. Uh, uh, I have a question. What is your question? Uh, it's about going. Go ahead. Um, uh, why is Luke chapter uh, no, uh, chapter is not, no chapter 1? There is no such thing as Luke chapter 0. That's probably why. No, can you go and press the X button, please? I'll press the Why? X. No, I'm, Benji. Wait, no, wait, Benji. Wait, I'm going to show them something. What are you trying to show? Look. No, Ben! Ben, wait. 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 I'm going to make this chain disappear and then appear. I'm trying to get it so I can make it disappear. Let's see. Benjamin, go potty, please. What's happening? Alright, right? Wow, look, the chain is disappearing. Wait, but wait. Wow, it's gone. Wow. You're a magic trick. Do that to me, do that to me. Alright, thank you everybody for joining us today. We'll see you later.